0: to this week's message from A New Church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. This day, or today and next week, is our Vision Cast Sundays, where um, I get to tell you about where we're going this year or what our focus is or priority is for Renew Church New Zealand for 2022. It's sort of funny here in, in the north of Aotearoa, we have anniversary weekend, which is a long weekend holiday. Then we have um, Waitangi weekend. And then it almost seems like the, the year starts this this week. So everyone's back from holiday. And um, so this is a really great time where we, um, we just talk about what is happening for a new church for 2022. And I'm excited about it. If I'm not excited about it, then I can't expect anyone else to be excited about it. So this is the theme. This is the the vision for 2022, just in four words, take the next step. It's pretty simple. Take the next step. It's a call for us as a church community and as individuals to take discipleship seriously because Jesus took discipleship really seriously and um, it's a big part of our lives as followers of Christ. One of the last things Jesus said before He left planet Earth, He gave His disciples a mission, his, the standing orders uh, until He returned again in Matthew 28 verse 19. Go and make disciples of all nations, of all people groups. And then that is what we are called To do, and I know I sort of shared a message about this last year, but I want to recap a little bit because taking the next step is all about discipleship. So number one, to make disciples, you must first be a disciple. So Jesus said, go and make disciples. It would be pretty hypocritical of us um, actually go and do that if we weren't disciples ourselves. So uh, that's, that's really important for us to understand what a disciple is and how to live as a disciple. To make disciples, you must first be a disciple. Um, and that really is uh, the word disciple. It's methetes, I think, in, in the Greek. It means a devoted follower. So a disciple is someone who follows someone with devotion, which brings me to my next point, disciples of Jesus, follow Jesus we are called to be devoted followers of Jesus but what happens um, more than it should really is is we follow our own life plan and we have Jesus tacked on um, almost like an insurance policy against hell in our lives he's a part of our lives but he's not who we are following as disciples we follow Jesus with a passion and with devotion Uh, Number three, disciples are always moving forward. And that's encapsulated in that word, go, like go and make, go. So disciples are always moving forward. And you just have to have a look at the Gospels with Jesus and his disciples. And then the book of Acts, when the, the church began and then into the letters to the churches to see that followers of Jesus, it is normal for us to be always moving forward, always going to the next level, always taking that next step. So, for example, the disciples, Jesus called them and they said, yes, that was a big step. Then they followed him and then they started learning about Jesus. Jesus taught them and then they started doing what Jesus told them to do. And then the day of Pentecost happened where the Holy Spirit's power fell and was available to every believer And then uh, the the disciples became sent ones. That's the word apostle. So they they were sent out to continue this mission of making disciples. Then the church grew and they governed uh, and they set up faith communities everywhere. They replicated themselves. So it's, it's easy to see that the life of a disciple is going from one step to the next as we follow Jesus. And just like it was in Jesus' day, so it is today. It's a part of our life. We should be always moving forward. You don't see or read about Peter. Well, Peter was great, then he had like a sabbatical, then he went on holiday for two years, and he had a bit of a shocker, then he plateaued. and then it, it, We don't read that at all. They were always going to that next Level. Disciples are always involved in making other disciples. It's go and make. We're called to go and we are called to make. Be creative in the disciple making of disciples. Every single one of us, we are gifted and called and given a grace somewhere in that disciple making process. That's really exciting. So we're always involved in that. We should be. And that's why it's so awesome to get involved in in serving in churches that are making differences, even if it's on the car park or even if it's doing whatever. You are a part of seeing people come in and made to feel like family, that their heart is right so they they can hear the Word of God. Hopefully they get saved and they get set free. We are all a part of the disciple-making process. Like I said at at the start, disciples are always taking the next step in their journey with God. I love Psalm 16 verse 11 it says you make known to me the path of life you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand there is a path of life that God has got for us every single one of us are walking on this journey with Jesus and and we're at different locations and places in that journey obviously but This is this incredible thing. It's not just accident that we are living and we're walking. We're on this incredible path of life with God. We're somewhere on that spiritual continuum. And we sort of know our potential and what we're called to, but we have to understand that this journey of discipleship, this journey of discovering God's will and and doing what He's called us to do, it's all about one step at all a time going on a journey, going on a tramp, going on a fishmish somewhere. You don't just get magically transported to that great spot X. It's always one step at a time. And it's exactly the same with our lives as disciples in 2022, taking that next step. And so for this year at Renew Church, we're taking discipleship seriously, taking that next step. Now, we really want to create a culture We're taking the next step of discipleship is just a normal part of what we do and it is celebrated. We wanna help everyone know what their next step is, whether it's becoming water baptised or or us introducing you to Jesus for the very first time or you getting help or you putting your hand up to serve or, or saying yes to leadership. We wanna help you know what that next step of discipleship is and to make that next step Clear. For example, it's one thing to say, "Well, you need to get free in this area," but as a church, we want to take that seriously enough that we actually design and 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 create some course or some connect group, get people that are gifted and experienced, and and seeing people get free, and actually say, "Well, this is what we think you're the the next step is for you," and, and we've got this set up. And we want to encourage people to take that next step. And please hear me, we don't wanna force anyone or coerce anyone or put the pressure on at all. That is not what we are about at all, but we love to encourage people. And so if all of us made that a normal part of our lives, taking the next step as disciples, and for us that belong to a new church, uh, if we all take those steps, just imagine where we would be as a community in 2023. And we're called to, to make a difference in this community, to change lives, not just here, but to ev- everywhere. So if all of us as individuals is, is making this our responsibility and taking ownership for this, it can only be good for us as a church. And that means it will be very, very good for this city, this amazing city that we're called to serve and broader than that globally. I hope you're excited about that because that makes me so excited. We're going to look at Ephesians 1, chapter 16, uh, onwards this morning to about 19, and just unpack this. We're only going to maybe do maybe two or three of the points and and continue it next week. But I think this is just an incredible key or a guide or um, not a recipe, but just like a process for this. uh, How can we take that next step? So this is Paul the Apostle talking. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So he's really excited that we actually get this. So that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened or opened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and His incomparably great power for us who believe. That's a, a pretty big sentence, because there's like heaps of commas there, uh, and there is a lot of stuff in there. So we're we just going to unpack that sort of phrase by phrase, and I really do believe it's going to be really uh, powerful for us. So number one, that you may know Him better. It's where it all starts. We, we give our life to Jesus, then we know Him better. Other translations say that you, you may grow in the knowledge of God, but you could be mistaken if you read that to think, well, I need to know more about God. It's all about getting knowledge about God. And, and that's important. We need to do that. But Paul was very specific in the word that he used for know. You get to know Him better. It's gnosko or gnosko in, gnosko in the Greek. And uh, it, it means something very specific. It means to know intimately. So it is important to know about God. But what Paul is encouraging us in this verse is that we can know God intimately and personally. And that thought was very foreign to most of the people in the time that this was written. They sort of knew about God. God was scary and afar off. But Paul is saying that we can can take that next step and we can get to know God personally and intimately. God wants to hang out with you. He loves hanging out with you. He wants to get to know you better. And He's given us this incredible opportunity to, to know Him intimately. So for me, like for many years when I was younger, it's like, I, I've gotten my life right. You know, you go to an altar call and, and get your life right with God. It's like, whew, I'm, I'm saved again. It's like, I'm going to heaven if I die. And I pretty much thought that was the, the be all and end all of the Christian life. That is the very beginning. And then we are called to into this incredible uh, opportunity of being able to get to know God better. Maybe that is your next step today. You know, if you are really honest with yourself that you, you sort of know about God and you've made a decision for God, but maybe God is asking you today and calling you for that next step to get to know him better. And it actually is very crucial. Jesus said later on um, that many of us will, will come to him um, and say, well, and this is like judgment day, you know, I did this and I, I was able to do miracles and I built great churches. This is Simon's paraphrase Bible. And then Jesus says, uh, away from Me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. That word, I never knew you, is the same word, gnosko, knowing intimately. So it is important. God is giving us that opportunity. Maybe that is your next step. And then it says, number two, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Enlightened means to give light to or to shine in the context of sight, to be open, to be focused, to be clear, to, to recognise things and that's sort of funny because it's like last time I read in a, in a book our hearts don't have eyes <laughs> it'd be pretty creepy if they had it's our heads that have eyes and you say well we, we look through our eyes and we sort of do obviously but really when it comes to life we really do look through the lens of, of the eyes of our hearts and uh our upbringing and our experiences shape the way we see life. All of you guys watching me right now, you've probably got a different life experience. You see things a little bit differently based on your heart. And our hearts can be so broken and so hurting. For example, and it is so terrible when when parents uh, separate and divorce, and, and the hurt and the pain that comes into that child's life, and then that child builds up walls of self-preservation, and it changes the way they view life, and and they trust others, and, and all of that. And uh, many of us, and many of you watching, um, you you can attest to the fact that when um, you know you've been hurt by the sins of other people, and so this thing is a big deal. The eyes of our heart, that our our hearts may see clearly that God would give healing to the side of our hearts, that we would have healed hearts, that we can truly live in freedom so that we may know God better. That's the first step. And the second step, that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened, that we may open up our hearts so that God can bring the healing into our hearts that we desperately need. James fifteen sixteen is a bit of a radical verse. Uh, It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It doesn't say forgiven, which is interesting. It says, confess your sins to one another and to pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I think James was very specific when he wrote that. We go to God for forgiveness. It's only God that can forgive our sins, but we go to God's people. For healing, I really do believe that because He's calling us into communities to journey through life together. That's why lounge groups and connect groups and lounge churches and, and, and fraternities, uh, when you can get together and you can take your mask off, not like the COVID masks, but the masks that we all wear um, in life, getting into a place and being secure and confident, knowing that you're safe with a group of believers, that the walls can come down and that, uh, that the mask can be taken off and you can be the, the true you and you can ask for help when you need it and you can ask for healing when you need it. That's how our hearts start the process of healing. So maybe that is the next step God is asking you and encouraging you to take today. Maybe you've got a, a good relationship with God, but you know if you're honest with yourself right now, Um, There are walls up. You've got a mask on. There is areas of brokenness in your life and you know that you need healing from. Maybe that is your next step today to say, hey, I need help. I need some healing. That's a a big deal. It's a big step, but there is so much freedom in that step when the eyes of our hearts are opened and healed. That's a song we used to sing. We thrashed it actually back in the early 2000s. (laughs) Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. It's an awesome song. And I'm not going to go into number three um, much. I'll I'll continue on that next week. But I just want to sort of condense it a little bit really quickly. In order or so that you may know the hope to which He has called you. So in order or, or so that it means you've got to basically do the first parts of what Paul is saying first. You can't get to this part, number three, by bypassing Point one and two, knowing God and finding freedom. You can't do that. And and we all want to have this incredible hope and we all want to discover our calling, but that's going to be really hard to do uh, unless we know God intimately and unless we open up our hearts to get healing from Him. And Chris Hodges says this incredible, uh, I heard him say this on a, on a sermon online, 87% of the body of Christ in America don't currently know what they are called to do in the kingdom. 87%. That's like most Christians uh, who did this survey don't really know uh, what they are called to do in the kingdom of God. And that is so sad because all of us are called to do incredible things in the kingdom of God, to discover that, that hope in, and, and to be secure in that calling, whatever that calling is. But I think this is the key. We can't just bypass knowing God uh, and, and bypass getting healed. Uh, we've got to understand that those first steps are important, knowing God intimately, um, because God's inviting us to that and, and to have our heart eyes of our hearts opened and healed. Finish with this, then we'll wrap up. You are here on purpose for a purpose. Please remember that, every single one of us. So what is the next step God is calling you to take today? What is that next step? Because there is always a next step. If we are disciples, which I hope we are, there is always a next step to take. And if we spend time with God, He will reveal to us what that next step is. And I just wrote down a whole lot of um, examples here. And maybe the Holy Spirit will just highlight one of these. Um, And there is so much more, but I just wrote a list. uh, Just to be really practical and and specific, maybe the next step for you is being water baptised to to declare to your friends and family the the decision that you've made in your heart. Um, Healing a broken relationship, asking for help, confessing a sin, putting your hand up to serve, becoming planted into a church is so important. Apologising to someone, say sorry. Committing to give regularly, tithes and offerings, that's important. Having that crucial conversation, letting an offence go, forgiving someone. You will find so much freedom in that taking responsibility for your actions, getting that struggle out in the open, signing up to that Next Steps course. We're going we're to plan one of those soon uh, for a new church because there's a lot of new families joining our lounge churches. Um, acknowledging your brokenness and taking down the walls of self-preservation. As I wrote that, I really felt that that was important for at least one person this morning. You've become very, very good at, at wearing that mask of, of being a, a type um, of yourself, but not really the real you. And, and God is really encouraging you to be brave and courageous enough to, to take that mask off, uh, discover her, who He's called you to be, um, and to trust Him in that because He's called you to be an incredible person. He knows exactly how He made you, and you are beautiful and you are awesome. You don't need to put on a mask. Being del- deliberate and getting up early to pray. I mean, the list can go on, but generally, Give your life to Jesus. That's the biggest first step. Get to know Him more intimately. I know for us in our busy life, we can sort of cram Jesus in uh, among the other things that are busy. And I'm really learning lately, Let's, let's be disciples of Jesus that make spending time with God the priority of our day and let's shift other things around to accommodate our relationship with God. Opening your heart to healing and wholeness. What is the next step God is calling you to take? There is always a next step. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.